I'm Mikey Munn, class of 2024, free safety quarterback out of Windsor High School, committed to the University of South Dakota, and you're listening to Playmakers Corner. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast, and today we are interviewing one of our top five safeties in the class of 2024, a very special guest from here in Northern Colorado. Uh, if you could, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Mikey Munn. I am a uh, free safety quarterback from uh, Windsor High School. Very good. And uh, I, now I know that the uh, that a lot of people talk about or when, when you're looking at two-way players, a lot of the guys that you see are like safety quarterback combos. But I mean, looking at it, you only really started playing quarterback your uh, your senior year. Uh, how, how did uh, how'd you get into that? Because I know you were only defense your your junior year. Yeah, well, uh, ever since like kindergarten flag football, I played quarterback. That I played quarterback from my kindergarten to my summer of my sophomore year is when I switched to DB. But um, you know, so I took a break from quarterback for a long time for two years and uh you know just kind of had an opportunity to do it do it my senior year but uh definitely uh it was something i had some experience and knew a little bit of the windsor offense from freshman year so that helped a little bit well that's good yeah and i mean it's uh i mean i i very much did not see that coming if anything <laughs> before the season i thought wyatt gustafson was going to be the quarterback which i was yeah. not right about <laughs> But, uh, I mean, you mentioned you've been playing for a very long time and, uh, obviously seen a lot of, a lot of people play over that, uh, over that span. And so what's been your favorite sport viewing experience? Like from, from the beginning of, of your time watching to right now? Uh, what do you mean by like, like favorite sport to watch or I'm confused. Sorry. Oh, uh, like, uh. Like if you were at the Broncos Pats game in 2014, or uh, or just the favorite game you've ever watched. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Um, I think probably watching that uh, Packers Cowboys game where Des Bryant had that uh, incomplete catch. I'm a big Packers fan, so that was that was fun to watch. Ah, oh, goodness, yeah. The I mean, let me tell you, Jordan Love bailed out my fantasy team like five times <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, did, didn't see like at, at one point I just had him on my roster so nobody else could get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he um he definitely surprised some people. Yeah, God goodness, and I mean, obviously that the, there are surprises in uh, in the league every year. I mean, mm-hmm. but n- nobody could have seen Brock Purdy coming, right? Like, oh no. But who are you rooting for this weekend? Oh, I mean, it hurts for me to root for the Lions. Uh, just an NFC North kind of rivalry there, but uh, I would have to. I would have to say the Lions. I've got too many 49ers friends to cheer for the 49ers, so I have to go for the Lions there. And then, let's see, like uh, Lamar Jackson. So hopefully, looking for a Lions Raven Super Bowl. That that is the Super Bowl that the people want. Oh yeah. Now, I, do you buy in at all to the? Uh... To, to the claims that the uh, that the Lions' success is coming with the downfall of the Pistons, um, I I don't I don't I haven't heard about that actually, but I guess I see that a little bit. 
yeah, it, it's just something I've been seeing recently, and I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Detroit sports are weird, but oh yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about some really good athletes so far, and uh, I mean, who, who are some who are some guys that you model your personal game after? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would just say I would say Troy Polamalu, just because I love the way way he flies around. He's always he's always everywhere. Um, I didn't I didn't do I didn't spend too much time playing safety. I didn't really start playing safety until the like week week the end of preseason of my junior year. So I didn't really uh, watch too much film on other guys. Sorry, you just caught me off guard with that. I I had no clue about that one. Yeah, I was um I was playing corner. I played corner my sophomore year on JV, and I was playing I was planning on you know playing another year at JV as a junior, unfortunately, and um and then the kid who was supposed to play safety for us, who I thought I could do better at, but I didn't want to like switch positions and like risk not even be able to play on JV or whatever. And um he he quit for some reason. I don't really know why he quit, but um they were looking for their safety, and so I kind of stepped up and won that starting job, and then kind of took off after that blessing in disguise for you then really (laughs) yeah definitely definitely ah goodness and i mean getting from uh getting that starting spot like i mean he got 80 tackles kind of came out of nowhere really like uh really yeah only a couple of years on varsity here but what's been your favorite experience playing like I know that it's a little bit shorter of a time than than some of the guys we've talked to, but yeah, what's what's been your favorite playing experience? Um, I think it would be beating Loveland uh, this year. They've always been, uh, I mean, they're like our rival school, I would say. And um, I think for the time I was in high school, that senior year is the only year we beat them because I don't think we played in my freshman year. I know we lost sophomore and junior year, and I watched um, one of my really good buddies. Uh, Jackson Lewis, I don't, he's at School of Mines right now. He he blew out his knee against Loveland. Oh. Um, that was that was really hard to watch. And there's just always, I just remember the, um, all the older kids from when I was an underclassman and even a junior, the the desire they had to beat Loveland and never watching that happen, and then beating them my, my senior year, that felt that felt really really good. That was a huge accomplishment, and that like wins us the conference every year. So it's kind of like the conference championship. Yeah, and I mean. Goodness, I, I I don't remember the last time Windsor won the Windsor won the conference since that championship run. So that must have felt really really cathartic, I guess, for the for the coaching staff as well. Yeah, it was it was definitely big for Coach Jones. He, um, I mean, it was big for all the players. Coach Jones doesn't like to take a lot of credit, but um, you know, he he did a great job of preparing us for that game, and it was just that was my first game playing offense too. So it was really fun to kind of experience some new things against them and put my team in position to win, which was, which was really fantastic. Very good. And I mean, all throughout the season, you did a really good job putting your team in the best chance in the best position to win. And so what, I mean, uh, I don't do the evaluations personally, but uh, Simon and Cody this year, they've been really working to uh, compare guys to national talent as best that they could. And so you were being compared against the national scale. And I guess that brings me to the question of what was your reaction to the evaluation 
of your game that uh, that Simon and Cody had? Um, I mean, I just felt honored to even be in that top five. Um, you know, that was that was a really cool thing for me. Um, but you know, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of things that I know I can work on, and I think you guys did a good job of pointing that out. Um, I, you know, I just am appreciative for the uh, I guess the spotlight that you guys put on me. I guess throughout the whole season. And I mean, putting me in that top five list and evaluating me and letting me know things that I can work on from not just my set of eyes or my parents or my friend's set of eyes, but from like a different perspective, comparing me to national talent. Heck yeah. And I mean, it it's all learned, not given. That was a really, really good season. Uh, it Is there anything that uh, that we said that you disagreed with or that or that you think we missed? I'm trying to think back on some of all the stuff you said. I think um, one of the biggest things for me, which is, I mean, if no fault of you guys, was I think my speed rating. Um, especially towards the end of the season, I started to do a lot more speed training stuff. And uh, I was uh, I was kind of bummed out to hear that, what you guys thought of my speed. Obviously, you guys thought I had great speed, and I really appreciated that. But especially now, I was just like, you know, I definitely could have, I wish I would have done some of this stuff earlier, worked on myself a little bit more. And I could have been a little faster in the season and made some more plays during the season and stuff. But that was the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was like my speed rating was a little lower than I hoped it would be. Fair enough. And I I, I will say that uh, it, it's hard to make more than 12. It, it, you already made 12 picks. So I, I, I do wonder what would happen if you made a couple more plays, if you get if you get what I mean. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. And I mean, looking at it. Your speed was still really, really good. Uh, Simon here, yeah, he, he had your top end speed at an 8.7, and Cody had yours at a 9.3, and that's one of the biggest assets that you have. But outside of that, what are uh, what what are some of your some of your abilities that you believe separates you from other safeties across the state and the country? Um, one of the biggest things I think I noticed was as a junior. I mean, I had 80-something tackles, and I was um, surprised. I surprised myself with that, kind of. Um, Windsor is a very – we love to tackle, love to hit. You know, it's kind of like the culture that Windsor has. And so um, doing being in this – being in the uh, – I guess the culture of Windsor and, like, the tackling and stuff, like, I thought that I was not a very strong tackler. And I wasn't – especially my junior year, I wasn't the, the most filled-out kid. And um, so I guess I just um, I'm really, yeah, I guess I'll just say tackling. Very good. And I mean, I, I remember I was going through the through the season preview uh, before the season and I just looked at it and I was like, they're only graduating like three of their top like 11 tacklers. Mm-hmm. And even like the 20th highest tackler or something had like 50 <laughs> and I was really taken back by that. So the the hard-hitting culture really does make sense there. Yeah. And, I mean, you've had a chance to play both ways against, I'm going to be straight up, some of the best in the state, some of the best in the country, even. Like, like even looking at Meade, you've got that, uh, you've got some good offensive linemen there. Longmont, you got to go against Gaddis and Foot and Col- and Colby Holmes, Fort Collins, you have to deal with Joe Cottingham and Bandhauer. Fossil Ridge has Pollack. Obviously, Erie has their guys. 
even Greeley Central and Greeley West have a couple of guys to look out for. Yeah. But what, what's been your favorite matchup, like, like individual matchup? Like who, who was your favorite player that you played against this year? Um, I think I was definitely most excited to play against Joe uh, from Fort Collins. He was, um, I played some club basketball with him uh, summer going into our junior year. And me and him were really close during that summer and all that stuff. And it was really fun. Like he had been recru- being recruited. He, I knew Wyoming was going to be at the game to watch him. He'd offered from UNC. I was like, okay, this is a D1 guy. I got to be able to guard D1 guys if I want to go play D1 football. So I was, I was really excited for that matchup. And um, he was pretty frustrated with me because I would always cheat over to his side because he was there. He was a guy. And there's a couple times during the game, he's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta scoot over a little bit, man. I, I'm never open. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I, I can't do anything, man. You guys are like double covering me. I was like, dude, you're, you're the guy, man. And it was, I had a really fun time. My coach got mad at me for being a little too nice to him. So. Well, I mean, that's your guy. Like, it, I mean, you're going to give him a tough time, but you're not going to lay him out or anything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And I mean, Joe's a really nice guy. I was able to meet him at, at, uh, at the Canvas Classic Games. So, did, having played uh, against both Fossil and Fort Collins, did the, did the result of that Canvas Community Classic game surprise you at all? Um, it did. Yeah. I think it, it shocked me not as much as I thought it was going to be when I really look back on those games. Cause, um, I mean the four cons game, we knew, we knew it was a game we should win. We were really confident in it, but we were, you know, I mean, it's a rivalry game. They're a five, a school and all that. And it got pretty close down at the end of the game. We, we won cause they missed a field goal barely. Um, but, and then against fossil Ridge, you know, lost by five. There were some calls we thought could have gone our way a little bit, but we we knew both those games were games we could have won. Unfortunately, we only won one of them. But watching that Canvas game and seeing that final score was it was definitely surprising. But I don't think I I knew four columns could do it. I just uh, I was surprised Fossil didn't pull it out though because I had some weapons. Yeah, I mean, I the the main thing that surprised me in that game is how the uh, is how the D line for Fort Collins was able to go against two event i mean ginther is sec and that cheshin kid is probably going to be power five as well but Mm -hmm. yeah and and i mean you mentioned two really good games there uh but what what, what was your favorite matchup as a team this year so we we talked earlier about oh you go (laughs) oh okay um i mean I would, I would, I'll probably say Loveland and Fossil Ridge are probably tied. I think the Fossil Ridge game was pretty, was pretty big for us at the beginning of the year because that was like our, our one of our first like really challenging games, and um, that was also one of those teams we haven't beat in a while, and so it was, um, it was really fun because we were we were winning most of the game, and um, just a couple of things didn't go our way, but that one was maybe more fun before the game. I think Loveland was definitely more fun after the game, after getting that dub. Heck yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I wish I'd been able to make it out to one this year because I was I, I was originally planning on going to that game against Erie, but something ended up coming up. So, yeah, the, those both sound like they were really, really fun matchups. Yeah. And I mean, as I said, you've played against some of the best in the state, but who's someone that you wish that you would have played against so that 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 you that you never had the opportunity to 
Ooh, um, I think this kind of goes back to last year, but um, the quarterback from Fossil Ridge last year, um, I think he got he got injured, and we didn't get a I didn't get a play against him last year, but he was one of the best quarterbacks in the state, and I was really looking forward to that, challenging myself a little bit there, but unfortunately he got injured, and I mean Fossil Ridge still stepped up, put somebody else back there, and he he tore us apart. And then another one would have been that was a sophomore. Maybe, a, yeah, I was just, I would have been a sophomore. We played Vista Ridge with uh, Braden Dorman and B.B. Hills. And I remember being on the sideline watching those guys, and I was like, dang, I really wish I could have got out there and played against those guys because they were, they were some animals. Yeah, and I mean, as a corner at that point, you probably would have been a direct matchup to B.B. Yeah. And, oh, goodness, that, that kid was good. Uh, he, was, he was something else, for sure. Yeah. And... Not not anything against against your teammates. You, you've had some pretty good uh, some pretty good talent around you. You've had uh, you've had well TNT Jaden and Jaden Chase. You've had Gavin Helm uh, Deacon. A, a little bit of a quarterback carousel, but all of them all of them have been pretty good. Yeah. So what what is the impact that your teammates have had on on your play style and on your game? I mean, I think my teammates have almost everything to do with it. Um, I have, we have, you know, we have Trip Thomas, super fast kid. And we have, we have a lot of guys who can uh, step up and, you know, play scout for whoever our, their key player is for the next week. Or like, I mean, Gavin, you know, we didn't throw the ball very much, but Gavin, he's 6'5", 200 pounds, big dude. And he can, he can get up. He's a great receiver. Uh, you know, we didn't utilize him much because I mean, we're a pretty run heavy team. But he, he, I mean, he does a really good job of, like, scouting us for Joe, you know, a big, tall guy who can jump and catch high balls and all that kind of stuff, throwing it deep. Um, then, you know, we have Tripp, who is just – and uh, another one is Kel Frederick, too. I'm not sure if you know who that is. He was he didn't play very much, but he's just another one of those really small, shifty guys, one of the hardest guys on the team to guard one-on-one, in my opinion. But we just had so many guys who could really, really get us ready for whoever we're playing and that – that really makes a big impact on how I'm able to prepare for whoever we're playing against and who I'm going to be matched up against. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. It, it, it's always important to have to have a good scout team. They, uh, I mean, it, you said it yourself. They they test your metal and they make sure that you know what's coming up. And mm-hmm. uh, are, are there any guys from other schools who like you played against in the off season? You were able to go against in sevens or like if you did any clump stuff, uh, are, are there any guys from other schools that you would say had an impact on your game? Um, I think one of the biggest one, I didn't do like seven on seven or anything, but um, one of the biggest things for me was kind of like indirect competition, I guess, like seeing all these people having these great years, seeing all these stats, like um, a big one was Jeremiah Hoffman from Severance, who, I mean, that kid's a baller. And just seeing all this, like, he's a, he's a young kid, too. He was getting all this recruiting stuff. And I was like, I was like, dang, you know, that's that's impressive. I got to I gotta keep working and do all these things. Like, if I want to get to that level, I need to, like, I see how much this kid works. And, like, he does all this off-season training stuff. And all that kind of stuff makes me want to push myself more. And all those other kids in the state that are getting really heavily recruited and all that stuff made me kind of, like, I got to, like, work and do all this stuff. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, Maya is, Maya is one of the best in the country if you ask me so that 
yeah, if, if there's anybody to to compare yourself to in the area, that's 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 certainly one of the guys. And I mean, bringing up national talent, I saw that you were voted. Uh, you won the fan vote for the mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated Best DB in the country. Uh, you were on their list for the 20 best. And do you think that Colorado talent is overlooked compared to other talent around the country? And it, why do you think that is? Um, I definitely do. I definitely do think that Colorado is a little overlooked. Um, I think there's the average, like, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a large gap in some of the skill in Colorado which is hard for recruiters to look at. Like you're not playing the great, you're not playing Florida competition. You're not playing Texas competition, which I think is, which makes a little sense. But I mean, you also see guys like Gage Ginther's going to the SEC. We consistently are putting out people who are like going to play division one, division one football, which is really cool. But I think it was definitely a little bit harder in the recruiting process to get recruited um, out of Colorado. Unless, I mean, especially at the division one level, but I mean, Colorado is some of the best division two football in the nation. And so that, um, you know, that gives you a lot of opportunity to go play high-level football out of Colorado and staying in the state, too, which is really cool. Yeah, and I mean, we're we're looking at it. The RMAC is the is the D2 SEC, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, that does make me wonder. Uh, I remember you posted that uh, Brady Lichtenberg, right? That's... Uh, he was playing running back for you guys for most of the season. Uh, and he posted recently that, like, I mean, he is under-recruited. So it, if we were in a Florida or a Georgia or a Texas or a Cali, do, do you think he'd have some more offers on the table? Or, or like um, somebody like him? Yeah, I do think so. I think his, his stat line is very impressive. Um, obviously I might be a little biased. He's one of my best buds, one of my neighbors. I've been friends with him since like first grade. But, um, with all that aside, if I had to play against Brady, I would be, I would be nervous. Um, but he, he, he definitely, he definitely has the opportunity to go play at some, some division two schools. I think he's a division two talent, at least he, he's one of the hardest working kids. I know he just, I can't say, I can say nothing but good things about Brady. And I know he has a visit to uh, Shattern State here soon. I um, mean, just got an offer from Dort. He's doing some. He's definitely making some moves and stuff, which I'm really excited for him. So that's a. Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. Like you said, I think he's a little under recruited, but I think he'll be happy with wherever he goes. He's just really happy to play some more football. Very good. And uh, I mean, talking about recruiting, um, you know, it, it it was a little bit slow for you. Obviously. You've you were only starting to get varsity reps your junior year. Uh, could, could you give us like the the long form of what your recruiting story looked like and how all that transpired? Yeah, definitely. Um, up until, I mean, yeah, up until when my junior season really started, like when I started actually playing, I was all in on basketball and I was I was trying to get recruited to play basketball. Um, but. I kind of, I mean, I shifted my focus towards football and started doing some of those football camps. Um, at the end of my junior year, I went to, uh, the very first one I went to was kind of like a, I, I would say it was like a mega camp. It was like a showcase camp or whatever at the School of Mines. Um, and there was like all those RMAC schools were there and a couple of like other D2s and some D3s and NAIs were there. 
Um, that's where I got my first offer from Adam State, which um, I can't say enough great things about about them. They they really made me want to you know go do go play football in college, and they kind of started that whole journey for me. And I'm I'm extremely thankful for them. Um, but after that, um, that camp, I went to um, just a couple more um, individual like D2 school, like those RMAC school camps. I think I went to Western and Pueblo. And then I went to a, like a mega camp at UNC, which was great. I learned some good skills there, but I mean, there was like 600 something kids there. So there wasn't a whole lot of exposure. I had like one one-on-one rep, which I didn't do great in, unfortunately. But um, yeah, after I went through all those camps and I got a good connection with those coaches and Western and Pueblo started recruiting me really heavy after that. Um, and then I talked to the Black Hill State coaches a couple times at those camps. And they actually came down to our school and talked to our coaches and, like, all the seniors and stuff, I guess seniors-to-be. Um, and then, you know, just kind of throughout the, throughout the summer, I think I got – Western was my second offer, I think. Um, I remember I was, I was a lifeguard. I was sitting there on a break, and they called me, and I talked to the coach, and they offered me there. And then uh, Pueblo came a little bit later. I think it might have been during the season, early season, or maybe it was still in the summer. Um, and then Pueblo really recruited me hard. Uh, coach Mack was the guy who recruited me and he he's a great guy I you know I was I was really really excited about that and Pueblo was looking like a leader for me because I I really like the coaches I like the staff um, you know they have some really really great safeties over at uh, Pueblo and then um, you know the season ended and I was kind of hanging out at my house and coach Taylor uh, who's a DB's coach at South Dakota texted me he said, hey, Mikey, what's your phone number? And so I gave my phone number, and then he didn't talk to me for a couple weeks. Later that night, my coach, Coach Jones, called me, and he said, hey, man, South Dakota coaches called me. They're excited about you. They, you know, they're, they're, they want to see how the rest of, like, they're going to wait till their season's over, and then they'll hopefully be calling soon. And then um, maybe a week or two later, hopped on the phone with Coach Taylor. It was a, it was a Sunday night. I remember I was at youth group, and I missed a call from him, and we ended up calling later that night. And he invited me to a visit that next weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that next weekend. And that was when they were playing NDSU. So I went up there, you know, Friday, did all the photo shoots and the academic stuff. Saturday, got to watch the game, have some dinner. And then Sunday, they offered me. And I was I was super excited. Um, you know, I, it's really cool being one of the few kids that gets to go play Division One football from your hometown. Um, you know, obviously, we had JT last year. Um, it just it doesn't happen a lot. And so it's really cool to be be blessed like that and you know I have a lot of I'm really thankful for all the people in my life and um it was it was really sudden though the the weird thing about the South Dakota thing it was like within a week and they were like all right you have this deadline to um to commit and if not we're not going to pull your scholarship or whatever but we might start looking at other people and I was I was really ready to commit I was I was super excited about it I loved the place I loved really everything about it the coach is great and I'm really excited about that oh that that's really good. I, uh, I I'll admit that about like two thirds of the way through the regular, like our regular season, I was starting to get a bit worried that not the D2 ball was bad, but I was like, okay, we got a one of the top in the country here. What? I mean, I know Colorado is under recruited, but so I'm I'm very glad that uh, that you were able to find a spot, and I, I mean a couple of other. Colorado talents have uh, have ended up 
committing to South Dakota recently. He saw Mason Cogill, uh, Brendan Crisp, uh, Brendan Crisp, sorry, from Arapaho. Uh, what do you think South Dakota sees in Colorado talent that some of the other D1 schools around the country don't? Um, I think it's a really good opportunity for them to um, to take those top Colorado kids and give them a D1 opportunity because they know that a lot of schools won't do that. And I mean, they have they don't have a lot of Colorado kids on the roster. I I know one, maybe two kids that are there. Uh, one of the kids' name is Jack Ron. He's a freshman right now. He's a lineman from Dakota Ridge. Um, but South Dakota, they have they offer in-state tuition to all of like Colorado kids, like all those board, like states that touch the border with them. Um, so that's another big selling point they've got there. But I think they I think they just know that they can develop kids, and I wouldn't even say take chances, but I guess give chances, like be the guys that will like, okay, you know what, you're being under recruited, and we can see that. And that's what one of the that's what the DB coach told me was that like we know that you're a Division one talent, but other coaches maybe are worried about that because you're from Colorado. But you know you're we want you here, and it was it was a really relief for me because I was worried about not getting a Division one look and all that stuff. But I'm really grateful they gave me a look, and I'm grateful that God gave me that opportunity. Hey, that that's good, and I mean you said it yourself. Could, some college coaches are seeing it and starting to realize that, as you said, you you were far under the radar. And yeah, it, it sounds like South Dakota has taken full advantage of that. And uh, I mean, obviously the Yotes are uh, are D1, but outside of that, what, what were some things that you were looking for in in schools? And uh, and how did South Dakota fit those needs, like um, academically or? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things for me was like obviously getting a degree and being a part of like a winning culture and like a a good culture. Um, You know, I I'm not really 100% sure what I want academically, but they're, I mean, they're one of the best academics. They're I think the best or second best academic school in South Dakota. So that was that was huge. And you know, I can get a degree and all the things I'm possibly thinking about. Um, I've been on between basketball and football I've been on my fair share of losing teams and it's not very fun um but I mean South Dakota they were number three in the nation um unfortunately I lost to NDSU which is a really good program but they win games um and they're they're really really starting to build on the program and I'm really excited about that um and it's it's not crazy far from home too um it's like an eight hour drive or something like that and so it's not it's not terrible and um it's a really, really beautiful place. I like a small town. Um, I mean, this school is a medium-sized school in like a smaller town, which is really nice. And yeah, I just I get to play football there. That's it's really important. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. A lot of guys never get to never get to have that opportunity. And uh, I mean, sorry, I just realized the the eight-hour drive. It's probably as long of a drive from uh, from here to south dakota as it is from here to durango yeah which is kind of funny but yeah i I just realized there's a chance that windsor might play durango next year with the with the move to 3a yeah that's true that's true oh goodness well uh, obviously a large part of recruiting this day and age is social media and how has 
like social media and media impacted your perspective on football and your individual spotlight through through your junior and senior seasons? Um, I think it's a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, my mom, she played Division One soccer at Creighton, and like when she was getting recruited, it was like coaches came, they saw you, and they talked to you in person, and they recruited you instead of you trying to recruit the coaches, kind of. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's different now, but it's really nice. I think it gives a lot of people an opportunity to, you know, to get recruited, which you might not have had without social media. But um, I think it's, I think it's really cool, but I think it's really, it's really tough because all of my buddies that are trying to play college ball don't quite know how to use, like, use Twitter the way you're supposed to use it and all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, I help them all I can, and I, I usually try to do all that stuff. But, like, Brady's one of those kids who, for the longest time, wouldn't, didn't really know how to use social media to get recruited and stuff like that until, like, I mean, he just now posted for his first time yesterday, I think. And um, it's just it's just different, and you have to you have to learn how to use it, and you have to learn how to, do all these things. Thankfully, my dad is a really smart, really smart guy. He knows all about the tech and all that kind of stuff, and he helped me with that a lot. And then hopefully, I try to help out as many people as I can with that too. Well, hey, that's a, I mean, that's a good goal because I, I see it a lot. A lot of people come asking us about like, and we help as many as we can. Where where they're like, oh, how should we format the film? What uh, what should we say to coaches when we message them? And it, it, it takes a lot of practice and you yeah, have definitely. To, yeah like it I, I don't know about you but it's basically a, a part-time job in and of itself yeah it's um finish practice you go watch your practice film and then try to learn from that and then you know you go friday night go home after the game watch the film and highlight your plays wake up saturday morning edit your plays post on twitter you know, DM coaches, follow coaches, retweet, do all that kind of stuff that, you know, you think, oh, I can just, I'm good enough. I can just, the coaches will see me and that's just how it'll work. and It'll be fine. And it's just, doesn't really work like that, unfortunately, unless you're like a five-star national talent, but even that's all social media. Like it's, it's just kind of the world it is. And that's just kind of how you got to adjust to it. Another guy that I didn't really talk about, but really helped me a lot was I'm not sure if you guys know this. His name is Joby Lewis. He's he's Grayson Lewis and uh, Jackson Lewis's dad. He he helps with the safeties at, at Windsor, and he did a. He's one of my family friends, and he really helped me with learning the social media and like how like how to post on Twitter, how to make my film, and all that kind of stuff. All right, it, to everyone listening out there, go spam Coach Lewis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but hey, it's it, it's always good to have a mentor like that to help mm-hmm. you with all of that. And I mean. Were you surprised by the by the social media and media attention that you got this year? Um, I think I think a little bit. I think the Colorado stuff I understood, but the uh, the biggest thing I remember walking out of practice and I saw the notification that I was tagged something on Twitter, and it was that like top twenty DBs in the nation list or whatever. And I like I was I was really surprised. I was like, oh, some Colorado kids on here. I see like. Uh, uh, all those big schools like Matter Day and like all those schools like kids there and I was like oh uh, okay I guess I'm I guess I'm there that's cool um, it was definitely surprising and I mean big shout out to you guys you guys definitely helped a lot with my recruiting process and you guys kind of helped spotlight me and I was I really appreciated that okay. again all learned like 
I mean, we'll, we'll get back to the season previews later, but I remember when I was going through it and I saw 14 deflections. <laughs> and I was like, man, if he can start converting those to picks, <laughs> he's going to be in good shape. But Yeah, I was, I think I had like, I had six pass affections against Level last year, and at least four of those should have been interceptions. And that was that was rough. That was a that was a rough game for me. We won. It was a it was good. But I remember I have a really like vivid memory of someone some one of the receivers ran a post and I jumped over the I jumped the I undercut it and I the ball bounced off my hands right into the receiver and he ran and we stopped him on he got like tackled on the ten and we ended up not letting him score on that drive, but I just remember I need to learn how to catch it. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it, it's very good that you did. And uh, here, uh, b- before we get to the uh, to the season and review stuff, uh, what's your dream NIL deal? Well, my dream NIL deal. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got two, I think. I mean, my my dad, since I was young, has called me Moo. And that's I mean, that's all on my social media stuff. I like that's my nickname. So if I could find a dairy out there, I think that'd be pretty cool. It'd be a good selling point. <laughs> um, I'm also a big Fabletics guy. Uh, I have a lot of Fabletics clothes for some reason. It's all really cheap and nice, so that's good. Mm. That's that's something I would. I was thinking about that the other day actually. It'd be a cool NAL deal. Heck yeah! Now, I mean, South Dakota is a pretty agricultural state, so you could probably mm. find. <laughs> you yeah. Could probably, <laughs> there's probably some dairy out there that you could pair with. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, goodness. And okay, so is I've actually been wondering about this because my uncle uh, is his name's Mike, but my grandpa's name is Mike as well. Everyone calls him Mikey. Mm. Is your is Mikey like your legal name or is that like your uh, similar like Mike situation? Yeah, it's like that similar Mike situation. My name is Michael. Um, There's there's a lot of Michaels in my family. I'm like technically the third. Like I think it actually no, I like skipped a generation or whatever. I have like a I have a family name. Hmm. Um, but I didn't like I'd always my grandpa and my grandma did a lot of babysitting for me and my grandma would always yell my grandpa and yell Michael and I'd be like, What? And I was like, I gotta start going by something else. I need to go Mikey or something. <laughs> well, hey, it worked it worked out for you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my my uncle Mike, he probably would have been the fourth, so I get what you're saying there, but Yeah, a lot of Mikes. Yeah. Well, we're looking at not just not just that, but lo- looking back at this last high school season for you. Uh, so you have listened to the season preview. I said that there was a best case scenario. You guys go nine and one in the regular season, which. I mean, ended up, what was it, eight and two? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- what was your reaction to the season preview? Like the guys that I said would be would be good, and uh, the different results of the games and whatnot, or, or just like the general feeling to towards it. Um, I was pretty much in agreement. I think the one thing that I really disagree with, didn't agree with, was uh, that Longmont was a toss up. I didn't like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like Longmont, dude. I, oh. We're gonna win that game, and we did, and that was that was fun. But I think hearing that 
you thought we could be fossil. I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, we can be fossil. We, we, we're in good shape. And just seeing all the good things that you had to say about me and my teammates um, really, really, really helped me get excited about the season and think about all the things that we can do. And, you know, nine and one is best record Windsor's had in a long time. And we're like, yeah, let's shoot for that, dude. We can, we can totally do that. There's a lot of people that were like, no, no way Windsor's going nine and one. They were four and six last year. That's not going to happen. I mean, we went eight and two very easily could have been nine and one could have been 10 and oh you know we had some confidence in that first quarter of the year game uh didn't pan out though um but i think having that season back playing the way we did at the end of the season nine and one is definitely a reasonable reasonable goal yeah and i mean I, i'll be honest with a lot of my previews i uh, i was a bit too optimistic about schools but i'm glad i i, I nailed that one and uh i mean Week by week, you mentioned it. You had a lot of confidence. Uh, it, that eerie game was one that I thought was going to be pretty close. Uh, it, could you run run us through like the week by week, like the good, the bad that there was, and you know, a couple of funny stories if you have them. Yeah. So um, I remember the Mead game of week one. I guess preseason would have been we scrimmage. I remember scrimmage Heritage. I didn't go there. Um, me and a bunch of the seniors, uh, we're all a pretty close friend group. We go to a church camp every summer, and that was unfortunately right over that heritage scrimmage. So unfortunately, didn't get to make it to that. Um, that one kind of hurt to miss. But um, yeah, then moving into the season, so I did some 7-on-7 stuff. That was really fun. Had a lot of fun doing that with my buddies. And then, yeah, we get to Mead. Um, and that was that was stressful. We were we were kind of getting picked apart. They were throwing a lot of really, really quick outs and slants that you know, I couldn't help him much, and it was really hard to watch, but we figured it out. You know, comeback victory, we're like, oh, wow, we barely beat Meade. This might be a rough year. We were kind of worried, I'm not going to lie, but we were so we're like, we have room to grow. We've got a really young young quarterback, young people playing, and we got to set some things up. And then Longmont, uh, really, really nervous about Longmont playing. Uh, you know, I watched, I remember – they, I think they played a week zero where it was Longmont and Broomfield, or maybe that was week one. And I remember watching that game and watching uh, Joey Foote, uh, head top, Mikhail Benner, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. Mikhail's a guy, you know, that's that's impressive from Joey. It's going to be someone to look out for. And then didn't really throw too many deep balls. I was kind of boned about that because uh, I was expecting a couple picks that game. Didn't quite get those. Because I, I had two picks against Meade, I think. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get some more against um, – against Longmont but you know the chance with the game plan and we were down I think 16 and a half maybe and um I just remember the locker room was very positive we have a guy on our team which uh his name's AJ Perea he's one of my best friends and he is one of the best like energy guys you'll ever meet and he's just he's in the locker room he's screaming he's like we're not losing. Like he's not mad at people, but he is fired up. He's like, let's get it going, man. Like just super, super hyped up. And he got, he got me going. I got the DBs going. Everyone was, everyone was fired up and we came out and we, we beat him out the half. We had a huge, um, huge stop at the end of the game on a two point conversion that they were trying to win it with. Um, but Oh yeah. My first ever offensive snap was that game. And I remember we were on like the five yard line and we were like, all right, let's punch it in. Mikey, you're going. I ran a 17 power, just a quarterback draw, left outside run, and 
I juke out. I'm, I'm running to the outside, and there's like a guy on the outside of me and a guy coming on the inside, and I juke inside to try to get into the end zone, and I just get a helmet right to my hip. And that was right before halftime, and I was like hobbling around, and I, I didn't play for like the last drive of the half, I think. And wow. I was like hobbling out of the locker room. It was I was like I was super energetic. I was like I'm not I can't come out. I need to play this game. This is super fun. Uh, but I was hurting, and I just remember watching the film from that game, and I'm like hobbling all around the field. And it's 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 fun to watch. But we ended up we came back, won that game. Um, Cole Gaddis was messing us up, man. He's a he's a baller. He they did a little toss to him. I think they were they were they were down eight or no they're down seven and they scored, and they went for two to try to win it and they did a toss to him uh you know we we tackled him we got him down and it was that was insane everyone was screaming student section was going crazy um that was that was really really fun that might have been one of my one of my favorite games other than loveland because you know it was like you said it was a toss-up and it was nice to prove no offense would prove you wrong <laughs> yeah. we, hey. we were excited about that one and then see week three was fort collins um man that one was that one was scary we we did a really good job in the first half um we we thought we had a had had a win there and then they started to come back towards the fourth quarter and um joe joe hadn't done much until the fourth quarter of that game and he got a couple couple deep passes and they ran a little hook and ladder did some stuff um and they got it down you know to a last second field goal and I was that week. I was the field goal block guy, and you know I I took off and I I missed it by like a maybe a foot. And they were on the right hash kicking it, and I like kind of stopped there. I was standing like right next to the to the holder, and just watched the ball. Just it looked so good. I was like, no way, we just lost. That's terrible. And then it starts curving, and it misses the left upright by maybe a foot. And it was it didn't it didn't feel good to win it because it didn't feel like we deserved to win it. But we we snuck it out, and that was. That was awesome. That was fun. It kind of sucked because there wasn't too much energy and excitement after winning that game because we almost kind of sold it. Yeah. Um. But it was still a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. And but, qu- quick aside, uh, J- Joel Lopez actually, I, I interviewed him after the Canvas game against Fossil, and he was like, uh-huh. "Yeah, I was really kicking myself after the Windsor game, so I told myself I'm not, <laughs> I'm not missing another one." So. Yeah, because he. He made that game-winning field goal, right, against Fossil in that canvas game? Yeah, with 0.4 seconds left. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, honestly my favorite game of the year. But, sorry, continue. Back to... Um, yeah, so that was like four cons was our first. Like, that was like our heart. We're like, okay, we're hitting the hard stretch of the season here because we had four cons, Fossil, Erie. Um, so, yeah, then we played we played Fossil. Um. And I just remember I was nervous. I was like, all right, this is the biggest game. I've got to step up. This is, you know, you know, this is like the Fossil game. Windsor plus Fossil there. Their student section is massive. They have so many kids. Our student section's huge. It is like peak Friday night light experience. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready to go. This is exciting. I got a pick on the first drive. And then I think we drove down and scored on that drive. And I was like, okay, you know, we're going we're gonna to win this game. And then we went down. We were, we kind of started playing a little worse there. Other uh, running back started going. He had a couple really huge runs that you know kind of put us behind. And we were down going to the halftime. And our message was just: we've been behind. We've 
Meade and Longmont were both comeback wins. Like Fort Collins almost came back on us. Like this happens. You can come back. This isn't like anything we can't do. And we get a close one where Gavin Helm has a really good catch, touchdown, and it kind of puts us up. We got to go for an onside kick. And, you know, we pooch it. We almost get it. Fortunately, didn't get it. But I think we were down – or maybe we were up to – I don't remember what the score was, but there was just a play where they did kind of an outside zone run, and I went to tackle the running back. And I got – I think I got face masked pretty hard. I saw some pictures where it looks like I got face masked pretty hard, but the rest didn't call it. It's part of the game. Calls don't go your way. That was unfortunate. But, you know, it was – it was we lost, but it was almost a confidence booster for us. Like, you know, that's a that's a 5A team who's – that's a 5, 5A playoff team. They're historically good. Like, you know, we, we ran with them. You know, that's that's impressive. And so yeah. we were 3-1. and one. We were like, dang, that's a – it's a really good start. So bet three and one was like the last time the winter was three and one was like 2017. That was like, might've been a state championship year. I think um, that was, we were like, okay, we're, we're, uh, we're rolling. And then we had Erie. We knew Erie all year. That was circled, you know, that's going to be our game. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to play division one football, division one quarterback, division one tight end. I've got to do something. And I had two picks that game. I had one where it was a scramble drill. I remember Blake, it was it was impressive. He, on his back foot, flicks it like 50 yards or something. And I just kind of beat the receiver to the spot and got it. And that, you know, that fired me up. We 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 started the game really well. Started the game, drove, marched down the field on offense. You know, our running game was in, impressive. We marched on the field. We only, we didn't end up scoring. We kind of switched up the plan and it didn't work too well for us. And we ended up kicking a field goal and missed it. Um, but then we we stop them three and out. Offense goes three and out. We stop them three and out again, and then they just start rolling and doing their thing. And it was kind of it kind of went out of from there because that team, that year team, they were good. I mean, they're state champions. I'm surprised they went to the number one seed, but you know they were they were a good team. And then we kind of move into conference play. Um, not too not too strong of a conference for us, but you know we had our really central homecoming game, which was fun. Um, you know, at 50 to 7, it was, you know, you, you, I'm, I remember last year our skyline was our homecoming game. And that was a closer game, and I was hoping that we'd have a closer game for homecoming this year, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Yeah. So whatever. It was it was still fun. Had a good weekend at homecoming. Um, and then, yeah, we played skyline, and, you know, that was 51-0. I think I had my – I had a kick return touchdown and a rushing touchdown. That was, like, my first really offensive game there, which was yeah. really fun. Um, and then West, I kind of, I think I had a punt, I had a fake punt touchdown. I think that was fun. That was our senior night too. Dang. And um, oh. yeah, we 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 gave them the business, which was fun. But it was, I remember going back to that central game. Um, we were walking out on the field, and um, they were they weren't very classy, as as Coach Jones would say. They said some things, and they got got coach jones fired up he doesn't like he doesn't like people disrespecting windsor and brought in a helmet smashed a helmet it was it's still hanging up in our locker room while this like smashed helmet and um brought it out at end of the first quarter smash it again it was it was intense they were they were it was a fun game it was a lot of energy and then yeah like i said skyline was a blow Greeley west was a blow it was senior night it was fun and then we had loveland and 
they really started to kind of like increase my reps on offense throughout practice. I've been doing some quarterback stuff since like week one, um, but didn't really get used a whole lot till the Loveland game. And it was um, like our opening possession. It was like third and something, I think. And they threw me in that quarterback. I said, all right, 12 zone, you're running it. It's like, all right. And then my very first, like one of my first really quarterback plays, like I guess it was in like my third or fourth, maybe, you know, scored a touchdown first play of that game. I played on offense. I scored. And then stopped him on defense, kick return for a touchdown. And then, you know, I kept doing quarterback stuff. I had a couple more touchdowns. And I just remember there was a lot of there was a lot of drama before the game with Loveland and all that stuff. Um, social media and all that kind of stuff was crazy. All those bar stool accounts that all these teams have. Um it was it was it was really fun. And it was kind of my first time playing offense for a whole game and I had a great time doing it. I had an interception, a couple big tackles. Um, it was just, it was a great game, had a lot of fun and man, me and my friends, me and my friends were loving it, man. We had a great time. And then, yeah, drove down to Grand Junction. That was, that was a trip. That was, that was Ooh. interesting. Yeah. That... Bit... So <laughs> oh, no, uh, I was just going to say that that's a trip that, that puts, uh, that puts some ache in your bones. Like I was talking to some guys from Grandview and they had to p- go play Fruita yeah. And they were like, yeah, no, I hate that they're joining 5A next year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a trip. But, you know, in in 4A football in Colorado, there's not a lot of money thrown around. And so it was really fun to get to go stay in a hotel room, you know, drive a charter bus. No, we, I guess we had school buses, I think, for that one. Um, you know, drive up there, um, stay in a hotel room with your buddies, have some fun, go get food that the school pays for like all that kind of stuff was really cool kind of felt like a college trip we got to play at mesa stadium um that one was that one was really that one was really fun um the drive back was drive back wasn't great but i mean the game was game was really fun one of my buddies who played receiver uh his name was noah foth he had a crazy one-handed catch that game it was like his first ever high school touchdown it was it was fun i think i had two picks and two touchdowns that game i think it was it was really fun. Um, got to play some receiver too for the first time. That was that was fun. Um, but the drive back, it was a it was a blizzard. It was, oh, you no. know, the, we we only had one bus coming back. The other bus driver was like, "I'm not driving through the snow. I'm leaving right as you guys. I drop you off at the game." Um, so we packed up parents' cars. I drove down for the game. Um, and it was that was that was the night of that was the night before like Halloween and like all the Halloween parties were and all my friends wanted to get back to go hang out with friends and stuff. And, you know, we got back at like maybe 11. It was rough. Everyone just went to bed. They were tired. Um, we were all sweaty and oh, it was, it was rough, but it was fun. It was a great memory. Um, and then, you know, we were eight and two. We hosted a home playoff game against Antares. Uh, I mean, blew them out, held them scoreless. I think we had our, we had our banquet a couple days ago. Um, they said that was the only, there was, two shutouts in the forehead playoff that year and that this year and that was one of them um that was another game where i had i had two picks i had two touchdowns um i went down with really bad cramps that game though i kind of struggled with that all year was like was cramping i it wasn't like a hydration thing it was like i think the trainer said there was something chemically wrong with my body because i was drinking so much water i was drinking like a le- like two electrolyte packets a day it was Jeez. it was it was really annoying Trainers just roasting your genetics at that Dude, point. 
it was they were like they're like i don't like maybe there's like a chemical thing wrong with you i've seen how much you drink and how much electrolytes you do you eat good food you eat two bananas for every game like i don't know what is happening um but i remember i was i was going to take a snap at quarterback and i like, kind of like lean on one foot and lean on my other foot i was like oh my cramp and you know i ran like a sweep to the outside and i i like started cramping i just like fell down and everyone thought it i felt weird and everyone thought i like blew out my knee or something and there was our broadcast team for our school does a really good job of like broadcasting our games and they're like Saturn reporters and stuff. And there's a picture of me on the train table stretching. I look really goofy. It's funny. Um, you, you never look good when you're stretching. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Especially you're that tight. You're like in pain and oh, that's rough, but it was, it was really fun. And then we played Ponderosa. That was our coach. Coach Jones doesn't get really, really upset a lot about things he can't control. But Ponderosa was really trying to really, I don't want to say annoying, but really, really pushing us to play the game. At, I guess not pushing. They didn't give us an option. They said we're playing at five, which, I mean, they're in Echo Park. They're far. We, you know, we were hoping for like a seven o'clock game. So we you could, you want know, to be able to attend class. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we end up playing at five and that was, that was, we were upset about that. We didn't like that. We were upset about that. And you know, they had some weapons. They had, you know, Max Mervin, Carson Keach, a couple of those guys who were, you know, they were talents. And so we had a great game plan. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to – I had four touchdowns and I threw for one. Um, it was a it was, it was was a huge game, and it was really, really fun. Um, the other guy, the Max Mervin, me and him had both, both had offers from CSU Pueblo. And, you know, I was like – you know, that's one of my teammates. I might play against one of my future teammates. That'd be really cool. Um, but that was it was that was a really really fun game, and um, first game I ever drank pickle juice to get rid of cramps. That sucked. I hate pickles, but oh, I did yeah. take a shot of pickle juice. And I remember my mom was like, "I'll bring it. I'll bring you some pickle juice in case you cramp." I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." And I was like, "Oh, I need to keep playing. I need to do it." And I sat there and I looked at my mom in the stand, and she goes, "You gotta do it." I was like, "Oh." I almost like threw up. It was bad. Did it work? It it worked. It worked insanely well. I was no. almost annoyed at how well it worked because I had to like <laughs> tell my mom she was right. It oh, it uh, was it was rough. It was it, really gross, but it it like just I had a little craft cramp and I was like oh you know I can feel some more coming. This is gonna be bad. And I took a shot and I was good for the rest of the game. I was like okay. Dang. I it, it's it's like when you tell your parents I can't find the ketchup. And then they just <laughs> took take two seconds in the yeah. fridge. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Um, yeah, that was that was that's a memory I'm gonna have for a long time. Um, and then yeah, we played Montrose, which unfortunately was the last game of the season. But that was another one of those really long trips. It was really fun. We had a great time. Um, but we we thought we were winning that game. We were rolling. We were confident. You know, a lot of teams don't hit like. Montrose does, but a lot of teams also don't hit like Windsor does. So we we're like, you know what? We're gonna. We're, they're not expecting it. They're not ready for it. Um, we had a couple, couple injuries and a couple guys that didn't play, which hurt us a little bit. But you know, no excuses. We still played. Um, but man, they're they were a good team. I wish, I wish they would have played Erie the way they played us. I wish they would have played Erie with the same confidence they played us with. Um, because they moved. I just remember. The first play of the game, I walked out. I remember walking out as a as the captain and seeing their captains. They were just huge kids. I was like, oh geez, okay. Um, 
And they, the first couple plays on off, first couple drives on offense was they would just pull two guards up to me, like up to my level. I was like, I was playing safety. I was like 10 yards back and they would just pull guards up to me and like hit me. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be a long game. Um, and then I went and played quarterback for like a whole drive. And every, every time throughout the game, when I would check into offense, they would always scream Mickey Mouse at me. Like they were like adjusting to something. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was interesting. I was like, okay, dude, really? Um, but no, I mean, they, they prepared well. They were really the first team to really shut me down on offense. I mean, I, I scored, I had a pretty good drive through through a couple through a couple passes, ran pretty well. Um, but man, they they hurt me, man. I was I I messed up my shoulder during that game. My back plate was like snap, dude. I fumbled that game. It was they they were I I can't say enough good things about them. They were all really really great kids. Um, and man, I I knew it was gonna be different when uh, we were warming up and they walk out to Indian Outlaw, some redneck country song. I was like, oh. All right. They were just I mean, they played like him and they were just hard nosed big kids, dude. And they their linemen were huge. They moved. I've never seen someone execute an offense like they did. They, you know, knew what they're supposed to do. They ran like the same play every other play, but they just ran it perfect. And I don't know how you stop that. They just they rolled and it was it was impressive. Um I remember the Mesa coach was there to talk to me or to watch me, and um the CSU Pueblo coach was there. Um, and it was it was rough talking to him after the game after we lost, but um, it was just you know it was a great season. Windsor was we went from four and six to ten and three, and um, you know one of the best things about our team this year was our kind of core group of seniors. Um, we all we are all really close. You know every every weekend we're all you know like our core group of seniors are hanging out. Um, we're doing stuff together, and that really helped us throughout the season with our you know our we were very very bonded we had a lot of confidence in each other and all that kind of stuff but it made it really hard to be lost and how to take that five-hour bus ride home but it was it was a great season and I you know really really thankful that I got to go the way I went with my with my friends and you know the talents God gave me and the way I got to use them and hopefully honor him was 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 wonderful I mean honestly uh in my opinion, at least, if you're going to go out, go out with with those who you call brother. Yeah. And I mean, that that honestly answered my next question. Uh, I was going to ask what separated this team from your competitors. But I mean, yeah, he, I mean he answered he answered it right there. Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about the seniors in my class. I mean, we we started playing football and we're all neighbors like there's like six of us that were all neighbors and played like flag football together in first grade and our group just kept growing through middle school and i mean we went on like camping trips together we you know we hung out at, you know like did all these things together and um i'm not like not to talk down on like the seniors from the last classes they taught us a lot of great things but um the leadership we had this year not even just captains but all of the seniors they it was never nobody was ever getting screamed at nobody was ever getting cussed at in practice it was you did this wrong. We know you can fix it. You can do this differently. And it was just, it was really amazing to see the difference that that made. And we just had a meeting today. That's why I was a little late to our uh, call here was we had a meeting with the senior captains and then the upcoming seniors next year um, about, you know, what they need to do to, you know, build off of our success. And we just said, 
you know, go after morning weights, go get McDonald's breakfast with your teammates. Like go after games, go to go to Freddy's and get food. Like there's so many little things that we did differently that I wish for Windsor to always have seniors doing because uh, we just had a really great group of guys and I'm really, really thankful for them. Well, dang, that, uh, that, that sounds like a really good team environment. Like that. Yeah. Like I'm not blowing smoke, but that that sounds nice. And uh, it's it was awesome. Oh goodness! And I mean, I, I guess that leads me right into the next one, which is uh, what what are some lessons that you hope uh, aside from the the leadership and the like and the togetherness mm-hmm. that you hope that some of the younger guys will take with them into next season? Um. I think listening was one of the things Coach Jones talked about all year, which is listening. Um, we knew, and our coaching staff knew, we had the guys to do great things, but the attention to detail was slacking a little bit during the summer. Um, and just listening to the coaches, like, I mean, I, w- I thought that I was going to be a quarterback my entire life. I got switched to DB. Best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, it put me in a really great position, and that's just because I listened to the coaches. I listened to what the coaches taught me. I listened to what the coaches thought was best for me. Um, and another thing would be humility. Um, no matter how good you are, there's always going to be somebody better. No matter if you're leading the state in interceptions or you're, there's always somebody with more in the nation. Like, you know, I was, you know, there's, there's always somebody a little bit better than you. There's no need to be cocky about it. Um, and I struggled with that throughout the year a little bit. I got a little cocky and um, I kind of, struggled with that but i started to be a little more humble and uh give more glory to god than myself and more thanks to my teammates and that really helped me throughout the season very good yeah i mean that's uh i mean it's always good to have that that self-reflection and yeah who who, who are some who, who are some of the guys who you think are going to be the playmakers for Windsor not not just next year but in the coming in the coming cycles oh yeah um I mean we've got some guys um I mean obviously Deacon's a lineman but I mean you saw what Gage Ginther did he almost carried their offense as a lineman and um I think Deacon Schmidt is going to have a huge role maybe even play some D-line stuff because he's just he's an animal um but yeah backs wise I mean Kyle's going to keep making plays Sam Cooper, which you saw make some crazy good plays, is going to keep doing that. And Tripp kind of struggled with injuries throughout the year. But, I mean, he he has the ability to do some crazy things. And um, another guy which didn't really get a lot of recognition this year is Kale Frederick. Um, I talked about him a little earlier. He is one of, like, he's a little undersized, but he's one of the best kids I know. And he he can move and he can catch and he can do really good routes. He's, like, he's a kind of slot guy. Um, he, was one of, he was a kid I threw a touchdown pass to against Pondo. And um, he just he has a bright future ahead of him. And then um, another big one is Mason Moore. Um, he did a little bit for us um, in the uh, his freshman year. He did a little bit and a little bit this year, but he blew out his ACL unfortunately in a JV game. Um, but he had a he has a really bright future. That kid he can play. I'm excited to see him come back and play after his injury. But yeah, and then um, you know Drew Miller on the defensive side. You know, he played some safety for us this year, and he, you know, hopefully I taught him some things, and we have a great uh, DB room there, a bunch of good coaches there, hopefully. And the Ethan Schneider, too. He was the other starting corner for us, which, you know, battled some nerves, but he, those two are 
you know, pretty important for us on the defensive side. Very good. I mean, if there's anything that Windsor does consistently every year, it's defense. <laughs> yeah. And I um, mean, you meant, oh, sorry, you go. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, you mentioned Deacon. Uh, I mean, you had a really good year. Gavin had a really good year. When uh, when we announced like our candidates for awards and our all playmaker teams, and then when we announced like, oh yeah, Mikey Munn is the 4A defensive playmaker of the year. What what was going through your head at those different points in time? Um, I mean, I was just honored. Um, you know, I last year looking forward, I seeing all those people win these awards, I was like, dang, that'd be really cool. And then it happened, and I just, like, am really blessed from that. Um, and I think I was just – I was really um, – I was honored to be that guy out of Windsor because there's not too many of those. Um, and I'm sure there will be more in the future, though. We've got some great kids coming up. But it's really cool for me to, like, kind of be – I don't know. I, I don't want to be, like, not, like, a model or anything. But, like, let kids – let younger kids know that – um, you know, when you go to Windsor, you can do these great things and you can go play D1 ball. You can win these awards. Like, although Windsor's a little under recruited and maybe not too much attention because we're not like a Denver school, you know, you get you still get all you can do all these good things. Like if you can play, people will find you. And um, it was really cool to like see these younger kids looking up to me. My sister's in middle school and she always tells me about all the little middle school football players are like, did you see Mikey did this? Mikey got an offer here, like all that stuff. And it was like. It's really cool to hear like the town of Windsor kind of had my back and a lot of those, I mean, a lot of people that I knew growing up in my neighborhood and people that people I didn't even know coming up to me and saying congratulations and all that stuff was really an honor. And um, it was just really, it was a really cool experience being kind of that guy out of Windsor. And it was, it was really, really a blessing. Yeah. And I mean, the, the season you had, and, and not just individual, well, I mean, not just as a team, but individually, uh, I, th- that's the type of season that keeps a program strong for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, that's just awesome. And I mean, Windsor as a school does have like that history of success. I mean, I think I, w- w- when I went to that playoff game against Bear Creek last year, I, I saw like all the banners hung hung outside the building mm-hmm. with all the different championships here in the past 10 years. But I mean, a lot of schools have have success. So what what what's unique about Windsor athletically? Um, I think I mean I'll talk a little bit about across the board and about football specifically. Um, I would say for the football team, I mean Coach Jones is he's he's less worried about developing great football players and more worried about developing like really good men. And a lot of coaches say that, but. I think Coach Jones is one of the best people, one of the best coaches in the nation that develops really good men. Um, and that's that's what you ask for out of high school football because, I mean, obviously, it like, he didn't help with recruiting. Like, he didn't psych- seek out recruiting, which I don't have any problem with because he made me the man I am today. And I'm extremely blessed with that. And he's like, he doesn't talk, he doesn't talk to talk and tell you what to do. He does it. You know, I see him in church every week. Um, I see him help fundraising. I see him helping out people. 
Um, I see him helping ladies cross the street. I see him helping people pick up their groceries. I felt like he's a really great guy, and that is a really true testament to the football program and what he does to develop you. Like, even if you're not the greatest football player, you'll leave Windsor knowing you're better as a person because that's what Coach Jones' goal is. And he he puts that into the entire coaching staff. He hires coaches that are going to do the same things and want to do the same things, and it it really shows. Um, but I'd say the school school wide athletic program is is really good. Um, you know, Windsor is it's weird going being in Windsor your whole life and thinking that Windsor really is as good at athletics because it's just kind of what you're used to. You're used to seeing Windsor doing all these great things. Um, but it's really it's really fun to be a part of. I played basketball for three years. I started track last year. I'm doing track again this year. Um, and I've been I've been successful in every one of those. You know, um, all of those years I've played, we've been successful, and I've really really enjoyed it. Um, we just we don't always have the greatest athletes, but we have a lot of kids that are willing to work. Um, and that's just from the coaches that our athletic director hires. Um, and our athletic director, his name's Eric Johnson. He's a really great guy. Um, you know, he has kids at the school. His wife's a counselor at the school. They, they, they're Windsor. Everyone that is a part of Windsor Athletics and even Windsor High School, the band, the drama club, the staff, like people are bought into being a Windsor Wizard and that, that really helps you. Like you, you don't get, you, you don't get like a lot of special treatment being an athlete, but you, you know that, you know, teachers will work with you if they know you're an athlete and you have to like miss something. Um, you know that people are cheering for you. Like people are watching live streams of the games, even though they don't really care that much about basketball or football individually, but they care about Windsor and they'll watch the games and like stuff like that is really, really cool. And it helps people want to play sports at Windsor. And so we get, you know, the best athletes at our school are playing sports at our school because, you know, people, people love being an athlete at Windsor because people love Windsor athletics. Hey, that's, I mean, that's the kind of culture some schools only can only dream of. So the success certainly turned out this year. And we talked a lot about the playoffs. What would you say is different about playoff football from from the regular season? Because you played you played your junior year and you played your senior year going against some of the best teams in the state. And what is that difference? Um, I think it's just like. I think it's a lot different for the seniors. Um, I think it's important to have a big, a larger senior class when you go into those playoffs because the mood like flips because not everyone has the opportunity to play another stop of like football. You don't, you don't go play like rec football. You play rec basketball and you play rec volleyball or whatever. You don't play rec football again. Like when you're done with high school football and you're not going to play in college, it's over and nobody wants it to be over. Um, I just remember one thing that really drove me, um, through last year, my junior year and this year was watching my brother, um, he blew out his ACL, uh, fall camp of his, uh, senior year. So he didn't get to play at all his senior year and he didn't get very many opportunities his junior year. Um, but he was, um, he was a great guy. He, uh, really taught me how to work hard and he was the one that made me start going to the gym and do all that kind of stuff um but I remember my junior year I just remembered like if we make it to state my brother has a chance to put pads on again and that was really like a goal for me was to help my team get there unfortunately it didn't happen um 
but it was um it was rough and every game this year i wrote 77 on my uh, wrist tape that was my brother's number um he just kind of helped teach me to work as hard as i can and not take anything for granted and you get to those um playoffs and there's there's no way you can take anything for granted because you know in the regular season you're promised another game you're promised another game on that schedule um but that's not how it works in playoffs and me and my friends are really close and we are friends because of football and that was a really big part of it was making sure that we have another game to play together another week of practice not even another game but another week of practice another tuesday and thursday lift in the mornings um another chance to go eat after practice together like all that kind of stuff was really big for us and you know we, we played three games and that was you know the maxi gets maxi gets five so we you know not a lot of teams have that opportunity to play that many games but we did and the momentum or not the momentum but the mindset in the locker room definitely shifted um at least at least after the centaurus game the centaurus game we had a lot of confidence in but that ponderosa game we were like all right we got to play our best football here and um i mean we did and it was great but that moment, that mindset of like we need to like we need to lock in and we need to play our best football we can play right now was really awesome but really scary at the same time when you were talking about that it really brought me back to uh back to high school and uh, uh my uh my my junior year i did uh, i did jv baseball mm-hmm. and uh, i knew my senior year at I tried out my senior year and and I ended up getting cut. Um, but my junior year, uh, I knew the last game of the season may be the last game that I ever played, and it ended up being that. And so, and uh, ended up getting uh, getting a run and two steals and uh, and a couple of base hits. So ended up going well. But yeah, it just brought me back to brought me back to that feeling. Yeah, and. I mean, you talk about not taking a playoff, like, especially towards the end of the season, you were out there basically the entire time offense and defense. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, can, I mean, you see some teams on in 4A and 5A having a bunch of guys who play both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, obviously 1A through 3A, it's pretty, uh, pretty necessary, but yeah. He, but you see a lot of teams on the 4A and 5A level kind of th- thinking that they're above it, if that's the right, if that's the right term. But yeah, definitely. But, but, but what do you think about players on in the higher classifications playing both ways? Um, I definitely don't think it's a necessity. Oh, my gosh. A necessity. Um, you know, there's a lot of. You know, you go into these four or five A schools, and there's a lot of great athletes. I mean, you have a lot of kids in your school, but Windsor, um, we've never had the enrollment to be a four A school. Um, when we got moved up, our athletic director was not happy about it. You know, <laughs> he, he argued chass about it. He said, "We have three A numbers. We should be playing three A." And they're like, "No, you're dominating. You need to move up. Like all that stuff." Um, so we didn't have. I mean, we don't have four A numbers, um, but. We, you know, we still had a lot of great kids who developed the program and worked really hard. And thankfully, um, you know, I was one of the guys who got to play both ways. Um, it kind of started to change a little bit more. You know, Landon Struggs, our corner, started playing some slot receiver stuff. Um, yeah, we started, I, I you know, I kind of got to start both ways a little bit towards the end there. Yeah. 
And it was, I mean, it was just really fun, but I don't think it's as much a necessity, but it's definitely something that should be utilized a little more than maybe it does. Like, you know, if you want to win games, you got to put your best athletes on the field as long as you can and as many times as you can, because they're going to put you in a position to win. And, um, you know, I think, thankfully, I think I was able to change that mindset, the view of the coaches a little bit of like, okay, you know, we can play kids both ways. Like this might need to happen a little bit more. And, you know, hopefully I change that a little bit. Hey, fingers crossed. Cause yeah. I mean, if you've got the personnel for it, I say <laughs> do it all day, every day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, unfortunately your days of getting those high school snaps are done. Yeah. But now that, your high school career is over. What what are your goals for college ball? Do you, I mean, if it if it goes that way, do you want to go play professionally, or like like what are you thinking of? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> uh, the coach of South Dakota does a really good job of um, developing DBs. I think he had two or three kids going to the draft this year. He's coaching the NFL. He does a lot of great things like that, and that was a big selling point for me too. Was the opportunity to keep playing football after college. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, I want to stay like focused on, you know, what's right in front of me and that's going into fall camp or at uh, spring ball. I mean, and, you know, focusing on that, but, um, I mean, if I, I'm going to try my hardest to develop the best I can learn the system, you know, hopefully play my four games in red shirt or play as much as I can and whatever the team needs. But, um, yeah, my goal is definitely, you know, go play in the NFL one day, um, you know, but it just, it's a lot of work and um, I'm really excited to do that. Very good. And I mean, it, it all starts this off season, mm-hmm. uh, that, that journey to hopefully, hopefully the, the, the league, but w- w- what are you going to be doing this off season to, to try to reach some of those goals? Um, yeah. I mean, week after the season ended, I, uh, Started training with a guy who does a lot of uh, Loveland, Fort Collins, and like Windsor kids. His name is uh, Coach Samp. He, uh, I mean, he trains like Trey Olson and stuff. Both of the Lewis brothers did training with him. Um, he played, I think he played indoor football. Uh, he's a DB. He does a really good job of working on speed stuff too. He helped me with track a lot. Um, and I, you know, I started doing that week after the season ended. And I'm doing that a lot. I'm going to try to, you know, do as much stuff as I can to get ready to go down to South Dakota in June. Hey, it makes sense. It's always good to good to have somebody that has your back like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've talked a lot about different coaches, uh, coach at South Dakota, uh, the coach who's been helping with your film, Coach Jones. Would you ever consider coaching like on any level? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm thinking of whatever I'm studying, minoring and coaching. Um, and one of the one of my ideas is to go the you know, do physical therapy if football doesn't work out. And, you know, it's like a grad school thing and hopefully being a GA or something. Um, but, yeah, I definitely I really love the game of football. I love, you know, even like this year, helping the freshmen learn how to backpedal and stuff like that. Like, I really love helping kids out and, um, you know, hopefully if I don't go play professionally, even after I'm done playing professional football, I can, um, uh, you know, come back and coach, maybe even at Windsor, you know, just do some do some things like that. Okay, that's some, that, that's some good stuff. 
it's always good to be able to go back and give back to the community. And I mean, you mentioned it right there. You've been helping the freshmen this year, but let's say that you had a time machine and you were able to go back to the day where you decided I'm going to be a Windsor wizard. What advice would you give to yourself that this could be on field relationships, academics, recruiting, any of that? What would you tell yourself right now? Um, I mean, if I'm going back to my, I mean, I knew I was going to be a Windsor wizard since I was about four, you know, I loved the town of Windsor, but I'll, I'll go back to my freshman year, scrawny little quarterback, not very good. <laughs> um, you know, I would just, I would tell myself to focus, um, focus on my relationship with God first. Cause that was one of the biggest things I was missing for a long time in my life. Um, and then focus on my grades. That was, um, you know, my first two years of school. I did kind of slacked a little bit, had to kind of kick it up my junior and senior year. But, um, yeah, and just trust the process. I thought, you know, oh, well, they're going to move me to DB. Uh, I'm not going to play college football. That sucks. That's whatever. Um, but anything's possible. And just, you know, stay humble. Stay hungry. Still want to learn no matter what you're at. Just keep keep wanting to be better than you are right now. Yeah, that's some good stuff. I uh, I kind of wish I could go back and tell myself some of some of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, now that we're now that we're getting towards the end of this, uh, you've mentioned a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. over the course of uh, over the course of this: coaches, your brother, friends. But is there you can say people again? You can bring up new folks, but is there anybody? that you'd like to mention who has been important to your athletic or academic career or personal life that you would like to thank right now? Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Um, I mean, first is God. Um, I'd be nowhere without him. He really made me into who I am, gave me these abilities and all that stuff. And I extremely grateful for that. And then, uh, my parents, my dad has been by far my biggest supporter helping me, you know, get the recruiting process, you know, help give me advice, doing all this stuff. Did a lot of recruiting stuff for me, did a lot of, um, a lot of really good things for me. And I, you know, I'm really thankful for that. And then my mom, she's just, you know, a rock. Always there, always able to, you know, help me out, make me food. And when I was a freshman, sophomore, bring me to practice, make me do schoolwork when I hated it. Um, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, my friends, um, when I was in middle school, playing middle school football, um, I really, really hated football. I was a backup quarterback, seventh and eighth grade year to a kid I thought I was better than. I don't know if I was, but um, I was really close to quitting football up until like week two of my freshman year, I was going to quit football. Um, and my friends always just told me like, dude, don't do that. Like, come on, bro. Like, even if you don't like it, just keep playing it, dude. Like, just be with your friends. It's going to be fun. Like, whatever. I'll just keep doing it. I don't want to quit. I don't want to be that kid. Um, and just, like, because of my friends, they I'm where I am. And always wanted to be a little better than them. Always wanted to have a little bragging rights on top of them, you know. Um, and then my coaches. Um, I mean, Coach Jones has been a huge part of my family. Um, helped me with a lot of things. Gave me a lot of advice. Um you know, gave me opportunity to play football at a high level, and I'm really grateful for that. And, um, 
you know, Coach Lewis and Coach Verham, my DB coaches. Um, and uh, another one is Coach Espy. He was taught me how to play DB as a sophomore, and unfortunately he moved my senior year, but he was a massive part. I still text him, let him know that, you know, he, he, he made me who I am, the DB I am, and I'm really grateful for them, all those coaches who developed me. Uh, you know, Coach Thompson, our defensive coordinator, taught me the X's and O's of football, which is just as important as being able to play it. Um, yeah, and then obviously, like, my brother um, made me want to work hard, do some things to, you know, at least give him an opportunity to watch more football, even though he couldn't play it, which was really hard. Um, then my little sister, like I talked about, she's eighth grader, but she, um, one of my best friends, and um, really just brings some livelihood in my life and brings some some non-football conversations. I have a lot of football conversations, but she always has some random things to talk about, which is always fun. Yeah, and just, like, thanks to, like, everybody who's helped me along the way, all the people I forgot to mention by name, I'm sure in a couple minutes after this interview's done, I'll remember people I forgot to thank. I remember one, a couple big ones, my grandparents. Um, every game, every award, every 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 offer, you know, everything like that, It was there's always a text. You know, congratulations, that's awesome, love you, proud of you. But, you know, everyone else I forgot to thank. Um, I didn't do that intentionally. I just am really grateful for everybody that's helped me along the way. All right. That that was perfect. That was perfect. And thank you very much for coming on today, Mikey. That this was a really, really good conversation. It was it was really cool to be able to hear your story. You're actually the uh, the second top five guy that we've talked to uh, who, you know, only really started getting an opportunity the during your junior year. And it's really good to know that, I mean, everyone knows that this state has talent, but it's good to know that there are guys out there who, you know, may not have had a chance yet, but who are going to turn into something great, who are going to mean as much to their community as guys like you have. And so thank you very much, Mikey. And thank you very much to everyone listening. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, be it Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, even, uh, you can also find us on social media, uh, on Twitter. You can find us at playmaker corner. That is playmaker, not playmakers for some reason that was already taken, but it wasn't taken on TikTok and Instagram where you can find us at playmakers corner. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to DM us. And ultimately, that should be all for today. Thank you all very much for listening. Remember to stay hydrated, stay safe, and don't die. So, hope you all have a good one, and peace.